Start doing shit you don't know how to do. Yeah. Yeah, start doing shit you don't know how to do. It'll make you diverse. And it'll also make you learn and expand and grow as a human. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing sometimes when you when you talk to somebody and you say, well, just, just do this, you know, or do that. You know, whether it be a uh, construction item or a whatever, whatever. It doesn't really matter what it is. But sometimes their first initial reaction is, I can't do that. And trust me, hey, I am not yelling from the pulpit and I am on no high horse by any means. I am just as guilty as anyone at, at, at all these things. So I'm, I'm also talking to myself here. But, um, yeah, I mean, have you ever been that person where you are like, yeah, I, I can't do that. You know, I mean, it's just it's your initial thought. It's something you absolutely do not know how to do whatsoever. And by golly... These days with, uh, you know, I mean, we all knew this, that eventually the price of shit would go up. The price of fuel, I mean, we've been getting a lot of value out of gasoline and oil for many years. So to see that going up is, is really no surprise, to me anyway. I mean, looking at how much the price of everything else went up and then looking at how much the price of a gallon of gas is you know what I mean nowadays it just doesn't surprise me I look at you know my hobby which is archery and I look at that and I'm sitting here thinking to myself holy fuck like in the last 10 years the price of like bows like bows and arrows you know the, the compound bow like especially like a name brand compound bow is, is almost doubled but, you know, construction costs are going up because people are starting to get paid well and the price of everything just goes up. That's inflating. It is what it is. What do you, whether you want to blame it on this or blame it on that, it doesn't really matter. Um, but, long story short, shit's always going to go up, right? So we got to accept that. And there just gets to be a point in time where, you know what, you got to do something yourself. Like, you know, build an addition onto your house, or sheetrock a room, or remodel a bathroom, or any of those things, and it's something that you don't know how to do. And lately, you know, I mean, I've been, I've been kind of a little bit more handy with shit like that, you know, doing electrical work, which is something that I absolutely steered clear of for many, many years. But you know what, I just kind of figured it out one day, I'm just like, you know what, I've had a good run. I need to learn some shit. Let's do this. And, and I saw the prices that stuff was coming in at as far as construction costs and all this. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do a lot of this myself. So I started doing a lot of this stuff myself. And that's just what I started doing. I mean, I don't know. That's what you do. And yesterday, I fixed the dishwasher. And let me tell you... That fucker works pristine right now. We ordered a part off the internet. It, you know, I didn't really know what was wrong with the dishwasher here like a week and a half ago. So I tears it out of the frickin' where it goes and I turn the breaker off and I go and I just start looking at shit. 
I didn't start taking nothing apart or whatever, but I just started looking at shit. Well, and I saw this thing underneath, and, I, and it was a selenoid. I know what a selenoid looks like because I grew up on the farm. It ends up it was called a uh, diverter motor or diverter valve motor. I don't know, something like that. Well, anyway, it had a selenoid on top of it, and I thought, well, selenoid. You know what we used to do on the farm? When a tractor wouldn't start and you knew it had juice in the battery, you'd tap on the fucking selenoid with a screwdriver. You know, something that wasn't going to smash the goddamn thing. You'd tap on it, and then the tractor would start. So I tapped on it, put the dishwasher back in there, she cranked right up. Since then, my wife has had to tap on the dishwasher many a times. And we decided that we needed to uh, order the part. And the part came right away and we got her last night. And that fucker works awesome. Really happy about that. The only thing that was missing about this appliance repair was uh, about six inches of a really hairy ass crack. Because, uh, well, I wear a belt and I don't, ha- I, I don't let my hairy ass crack hang out. So uh, my wife was very pleased that she did not have to witness somebody else's smelly, hairy ass crack. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everybody. I'm sure glad you're here. My heavens. I always say that. But anyway, uh, uh, today I wanted to talk about free-ranging. And uh, free-ranging chickens has exponentially lowered our feed bill and we don't even have like bugs and grass growing yet and I'll tell I'll kind of tell you how it how it's lowered our bill because there's another element of the property that is growing or that is giving the chicken something that they they really really like and uh we have a couple cattle okay and uh we feed them corn and they pass a lot of that corn, and the chickens are going in there when they free range, and they eat the living shit out of the cow shit. Yes, eating living shit out of the cow shit. They're eating the corn that passes through the cattle. They're scratching up the cow patties. They're getting in there. They're eating the little micro whatever, whatever out of all the wood shavings and uh, cow patties. And man, those chickens are happier than chickens in a grain bin. I mean, they just love it. They like kicking and scratching and eating and poking and doing their thing. And the cows are actually kind of enjoying it too because I saw Banjo, who is our Scots Highlander Angus Cross. He was chasing chickens around the pen the other day, just having a good old time with it. He's a very young, seven-month-old steer. And he was having a good old time with it. And my daughter is chasing the chickens around the yard. But uh, that is not only the benefits of what this free-ranging chickens is, which is just making your farm a really nice, you know, farm farm atmosphere, which it is doing that, and that's probably the biggest benefit of it, but another benefit of this is I'm not going through shit for chicken feed. I would say I'm using about a quarter the chicken feed as I was two weeks ago. Part of that being is that the pigs were dumping over the chicken pail and eating as much chicken food as their uh, hearts delighted. I knocked off three of the Freedom Ranger roosters who seemed to have their filthy frickin' beaks in that chicken feed pail all day long. 
And uh, the chickens have been free-ranging and eating stuff outside of the pen. But we only free-range these chickens in the afternoons because the pigs are in that pen. And we put the chicken feed pail up high so the pigs couldn't get at it, which is a really good thing. But look at it. You know, I'm saving... In the, I was going through at least two bags of chicken feed a week. Now, keep in mind, I'm, I'm in the neighborhood of 30 chickens, which, yes, that is a lot, but, you know, I mean, keep in mind that, that pigs were dumping over the chicken pail, so... I don't know. I'm going through about a quarter as much as I was a couple weeks ago, though, and this is a very, very pleasing to me. And... So, so I'm saving. You know, like damn near 20 bucks a week that's a good savings that's a very good savings we can all agree that 20 bucks more a week is really good that's like a 50 cents an hour raise you know what I mean to a 40 hour work week so that's pretty good everybody likes 20 more bucks in their pocket right so that's all I all I do is is in the afternoons free range chickens and don't let the pigs knock over the chicken pail. We're saving 20 bucks. Bam! Right there. That being said, I might have enough chicken feed to last me a way extra long time, which means I'm making less trips to the store, which saves me more money. Um, and yeah, so the free range effect on our farm is wonderful. But I will, however, say, I mean, we, we do have our property fenced, so the neighbors... The chickens don't go into the neighbor's yards. And the neighbor's dogs don't get our chickens. Right? So that's good. Um, and let's be honest. It's just nice to have your chickens out and about. The only time I did not like having the chickens free-ranging and I put an end to it was when we had a different property and the garage was right outside of where we kept the chickens. And that sucked. The chickens found their way into the garage. They were fucking with everything. They were eating everything. They were nesting up shit, laying eggs, shitting on my workbench, shitting on the car, shitting on the... Trying to roost up in the rafters at night. I mean, it was just horrific. And I was like, this has to end. You know, so so we quit free-arranging the chickens in that environment. Not to mention they were eating all the brand new plants that were coming up and all that shit. So, you know, that is what it is. But yeah, so long story, um, the chickens and free ranging has been very good on our property and has been a very good thing. Um, and I even saw a few of them as sloppy and as messy and as dirty as it is on our property because I did a bunch of dirt work in the fall. So I mean, it's my own fault that it's just a shithole everywhere. But uh, the fact that that's all going on and I still have... Uh, I still saw the chickens the other day find a dry spot in the dirt in the shithole that I kind of made. I still found, the chickens still found an area that they could do a dust bath. And chickens love taking dust baths. I mean, you're, if you've ever had chickens, turkeys, or quail, my heavens, the dust bath is a very, very happy day. And they love that. They, they yearn for it. I mean, they almost... It's almost like crack cocaine, you know? And I saw a couple of them doing that, and it was, it was amazing. So I was really happy to see that, you know, natural environment, natural dust baths. 
you know, what more can I say? Just happy all the way around. So anyway, the free range effect is definitely working out for us. It's a little earlier in the year than I usually free range, but hey, they get a lot of mud on their feet. And yeah, the eggs we're picking out of the baskets sure are dirty with all this mud. Holy buckets. I mean, we got some pretty clean egg baskets, but man, with all that mud around it, we just can't get away from it, you know? I mean, they, they have muddy feet, you know? Just like the dogs. They don't get let into the house as much. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for tuning in today. I sure appreciate it, and God bless you. If you want to connect, Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. Those of you getting new chicks and stuff, go back a few episodes. There's a lot going on there. Um... I will be going into some meat bird stuff here in the next few weeks. I do have a lot of uh, I, my chicks right now that I've hatched a few weeks ago. They're doing wonderfully, by the way. They are on their third week in the brooder right now, and they're almost fully feathered. As soon as they're fully feathered, those little shits are going out in the chicken pen. Somewhere out in the chicken pen. I don't know where, but I mean, I'm going to do something to get them out there. I don't really need... There's no future in me uh, keeping them in a brooder all the time. You know, it's time for them to go out and kick some dirt. You know what I mean? So, anyway, thanks for tuning in today. God bless you. Anyway, have a good one.